0: No, no. Ma- maybe. <laughs> <I> oh, <don't know. laughs> ask again later. Ask again later. <laughs> yeah, hey do not, do, that? do not pass code. Do not collect two hundred <laughs> I like how you shook a magic <laughs> eight ball for the monopoly result.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God! We all have help. Goes
2: down smooth. Yeah. Um,
3: what? Hello and welcome to the Ridge, a show by Damage Control Podcasting, a professionally unprofessional look at the conventions, ideas, and genres of filmmaking. I'm here with
0: Daniel Newkirk,
3: Tyler,
1: Cody Dietrich. Okay, this up ep- and Adam Tipton. Yes. The-
3: <laughs> this episode topic is all about monologuing, discussing our favorite, how to use them, how to. Uh, I wrote out interrogate, but I meant integrate them into a scene. Okay.
0: That's great. Interrogate I interrogate
1: them into a scene.
0: I am so ready for monologuing. I am so good at it. You could say I'm a master monologuer. A master logger, maybe, even. Is that a joke over my head?
1: And that, it doesn't work as well as the debater joke, I'm afraid. No? Like, it doesn't roll as smooth.
2: The problem with people who monologue is they tend to talk too much about their dastardly plans. Mm. And then just keeps going on and on, like... I'd be talking to Cody and I would just keep rambling and rambling while Daniel would be doing something in the back. But thank God I never monologue.
0: Right. Like rubbing out. Okay. Doing something in the background.
2: Okay. So before. <laughs> kids show, Kid uh, show. All
3: right. Your
0: kids are the only ones who will listen to us. <laughs> they don't even like this show.
3: Before before we get to tonight's Danny, topic... It's
0: boring.
1: These <laughs> yeah. views, That's my wife.
0: Oh, my mistake. Please, Please tonight. God, don't listen to us. <laughs> Before we get to tonight's topic,
3: trivia, okay? Yeah, so, acor- trivia. according to industrial
2: Is this a listicle? Oh, this is one of the listicles. So, we have, we have two listicles.
0: Nice, three. smooth, round listicles. Three
2: listicles. Three. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: so from like, uh, what's that one-hour-old Schwarzenegger movie? Total Recall. Total Recall. That
2: was three breasts. Yeah. Okay. So Three, like, three yeah. listicles would be Dr. Evil and Goldmember.
3: Did he have?
2: Three yeah, because he gets hit in the nuts, and he goes one, two, and three. We're oh, good, gotcha.
0: <laughs> All right, have, have, you, have you guys thought about how much trivia we have on this new season? Like, I could probably so have cured cancer if no, I would had, fill my brain with useful information. We
3: had, we had
1: trivia on our
3: original incarnation. Oh well, yeah, we
0: had some trivia. Now we have got like a whole what, episode, what, like a Adam whole. Adam
1: says he likes doing the trivia. What so Adam do What's in the box,
0: man? Yeah, I remember the "What's in the Box." That's a classic thing that you can find on YouTube and SoundCloud in our vault. What's or you box? could listen to Dead Air, our trivia show that you can find new episodes up um, every like, Monday. Yeah. Cody
2: makes sure it lives up to its name. Absolutely, he I does.
3: Found, <laughs> I found a YouTube show called Dead Last, which pisses me off. <laughs> Uh, Bastards. Okay. Stolen our idea. So, in do, industrial... Industrialscripts.com. Okay, these are the... Some of some of the greatest yeah. monologues in cinema, okay? I'm going to read... Not all of them. I'm going to
2: read some of them. As soon as you figure out what movie it's from, yell it out. Daniel, if you'd clean the mirror on the ceiling, I'd be able to see the reflection on Adam's phone better. Mm, yeah, I should I don't, to that. I don't know what those stains are. All right, you yeah, ready? Just...
3: First... <laughs> <laughs> first monologue <laughs> I look back on the way I was then a young stupid kid who committed the terrible crime South
1: Sanctuary Red
3: okay yes this one never be, seen it get your hands on the buzzards
0: oh, so good get your hands the, bu- buzzards?
3: Buzzards. the open, buzzards open the
0: window
1: <laughs> oh De- no. No, Demi no no bring no. in the buzzards <laughs>
0: What happened to Cindy?
1: Debbie got, Cindy got eaten by the
2: <laughs> fucking buzzards. Oh, man. She was
1: getting up there in age.
2: That is true. Okay. Wow. Aegis. Be ready. I can't Great. believe you, we're Cody. We're canceled now, Cody. We're like eight episodes in. We're canceled. So I had a wife, beautiful, like you, who tells me I worry too much, who tells me the, I ought to smile the more. The Dark Knight? Yep. I don't know why I, I stumbled, but I was like, ah, I've heard this before. I'm trying to pick the really... the. The more obvious ones. Uh... So, uh, no, no work has gone into this. Just scrolling. I was as... at.
3: I wrote it at three in the morning at work when I was supposed to be working. You
1: didn't write this though. Yes, you, you,
0: you, you found it. Okay.
3: <laughs> and I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord. And when I lay my vengeance upon thee, that's a bone doc, saints similar genre but no
0: oh is it pulp fiction then okay oh <laughs> never seen it mm. uh oh, that sounded awful lot like the uh the the monologue at the end of boondocks
2: that, that they
0: say not necessarily the prayer but like when they're talking about like it's your your oh. corrupt we claim and they're in the courtroom and oh, shoot yeah, down yeah. yeah
3: for some reason no offense Cody. <laughs> i feel like daniel will get this tyler's Pretentious, so he might get this. Oh. But for some reason, I just feel like Daniel's going to get this. If you do, I, I apologize. I will take
0: my words back. I've, he's saying that you got to be educated. Is what he's trying to say. Oh,
1: uh, okay. I've seen or
3: pretentious or right, pretentious. Anyway. I've seen horrors, horrors that you've seen, but you have no right to call me a murderer. You have a right to kill me. You have a right to do that, but you have no right to judge me. It's impossible for words to describe what is necessary to those who do not know what horror means. Horror. Horror has a face, and you must make a friend of horror. Horror? Horror. Horror.
1: horror.
0: No, I don't know what you round. mean. Right. I mean, it sounds yeah. familiar, but I don't, I don't know if I can... Could... Here's a hint.
3: I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Oh, Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Okay. Right. I like the better okay. one. It's called Heart of Darkness. Okay, so
1: it wasn't an education thing. It was just, I wasn't alive when that movie was a thing. Neither was I. Yeah, but I you, you were closer to it. Okay, two more before we get on the topic.
0: You want to talk about pretentious. So... Adam called Tyler pretentious and he accused me of being pretentious because I have a copy of The Art of War. I am soon to have a second copy of The Art of War. Why? Because I accidentally bought a copy. Well, I didn't. I bought something intentionally and it's coming with a free copy of The Art of War. Oh, God, okay, well, that makes sense. It's yeah. like, no, babe,
3: I slipped and fell inside <clears throat> of her, right? And then I tried to get up and I fell down again several times.
2: Okay, I mean, here, you, you said that wrong. You said her, not him. Oh, that's right. Mm. All
3: right, I'm going to try to do this one. I'm going to try to do. I was voice. practicing my long jump, and I thought, Here we go. Here's my voice. Yeah, yeah. Pole vaulting's the obvious joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my clothes were just loose.
2: <laughs> I'm going to try doing an impression here. Oh boy, if, I got ten bucks. Says so it sounds like Count Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> it's going it's to sound vague. Every every day at work, he's like. Here's my here's my John Wayne and it sounds like fucking,
0: fucking <laughs> Dracula. Yeah, okay.
3: You you don't understand. <laughs> I got,
0: done. Oh god. Uh, god.
3: You don't understand. I could I could have had class. I could've Let been a contender. contender.
2: The Godfather. Nope.
3: Uh right actor, wrong movie. Raging Bull. He's not even in that movie. <laughs> no, no.
2: Streetcar named Desire. That's Stella. No. I don't know. I'm just Rocky. Like Superman. On, on the waterfront. All right. I was just naming mine. Alright, here
3: is the Here is the most uh, contemporary one.
2: For some reason, I feel like Tyler one of those. Uh, He's not a hipster. I don't know. Nah, nah, he'll know it. I'm not wearing a fucking Reebok jacket. <laughs> it, if you uh, had met- matching sweatpants and a gold chain, I'd call you a good fella right Okay.
3: Now. Cool, cool girl is hot. Cool girl is game. Cool girl is fun. Cool girl—that's hard to say. Never gets angry at her man. She only smiles in a chagrin-loving manner.
1: That sounds straight up. Don't like that. I've—I've I've never heard that it's, before.
2: It's meant to say sarcastically. It's not meant to be taken literal. Okay,
3: within, well,
1: within the you context didn't say it. It sarcastically though. That's <laughs> because his
2: sarcastic wrong. voice sounds like a Transylvanian accent. Ben Affleck, David Fincher, Rosemond Pike. Gone
3: Girl. Gone Girl. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's that's the one they picked from that movie. The cool girl monologue. Yeah. yeah. Oh, So I don't work for industrial scripts.
2: Why not? They wouldn't hire me. Hmm? Too much <laughs> sexual harassment. Plans. Okay. Why, like You're fucking pretentious.
3: All right. So movie monologues. This the was word of the day. Hey, this it's was Cody's <laughs> idea. So Cody, what makes you like right? Or am I wrong?
1: Yeah. I, okay. I think I proposed this. Yes.
3: Yeah. So what? What? I thought you were filming. It. What, what what do you like about? I mean, what why what, what?
1: I think it's. I like it because it's a way to convey feelings. Like it can be used in a way, like instead of an internal monologue, like an outright monologue. Just like you get to know this person, what they stand for, if they're presenting a certain object in like less than three minutes, and you can pretty much say. For certain, okay, this guy is straight up righteous, evil, crazy or stupid. Just okay. I, I like that and just I don't know, it just like it makes me feel stuff. Just just grabs you by the by the shirt by the
2: short and curlies and just
1: Well, okay, so how Like it it, it inspires you a little bit. You know? Okay. Like are a you, good monologue.
3: Are you a fan of like uh, this is uh, the bad guy monologues or the good guy monologues? Both. This is gonna sound hipsterish, but are you a fan of like uh like uh, Shakespeare type monologues?
1: I actually've never read Shakespeare.
3: The f- seriously? Mm-hmm. it's seriously just I mean, Yeah, why well,
1: never.
3: Yeah. Okay. Alright, oh,
1: sorry. I read Romeo and Juliet in high school, that is it.
3: Give it real really quick before we move on to the numb nuts here. What is your what off hanging on top of your head, what's your favorite monologue?
1: There's there's
3: two. Okay. You Independence
1: Day. The, the present we will not speech. go quietly into the night.
3: Don't they use that for like uh in the military now for motivational speaking? <clears throat> uh, if they
1: don't, they should. Yeah. That give me I'll make If we survive. The, tomorrow will truly be not just for us, but for the world. Independence Day.
3: Real quick, is he your favorite cinematic president?
1: I enjoy him. Like he actually I don't know, he's a president I'd actually like to vote for I think okay, you know, that sort of feeling mm-hmm. like, you're like, I wish that the idea of a good president you can vote for is now just mythological that the only good guy that you can vote for is in a movie
2: okay
1: like, before, before I get your next one
3: Tyler, favorite my favorite one? your favorite uh, cinematic president
2: my favorite cinematic president um fuck I don't know
0: uh, JFK in JFK uh, Madame President from the uh, 90's X-Men cartoon
2: that was her name? was Madame President? they never
0: said her name she was just always every time they addressed her it was Madame President and she was so down to earth and understanding Ooh, kind of changed my answer
2: uh, the doctor becomes president of the earth in one episode <laughs> My
3: uh, the <coughs> floating head of Nixon in Futurama is my favorite <laughs> okay I'm sorry uh, in the headless uh, body of uh,
1: Spiro
0: Agnew. And okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. What's your sec- What's your second? Yeah,
1: you really need to watch Futurama. Uh,
0: You've never seen Futurama? I'm not a huge fan. I've uh, seen a couple episodes here and there, but it never really grabbed do you me. You like The Simpsons? Get the fuck out of your own apartment. Not really. It's way um, it's better than The Simpsons. I like the first, I don't know, five or six seasons, and then I don't know. I kind of stopped falling out of that humor. Like I don't really follow Family Guy either. Futurama's hilarious yeah, like fam- it blows Family Guy out of water. the water of, of all of those shows the one that I liked the most was American Dad and even mm. then I didn't super like it it was just like more tolerable than the rest of them like Family Guy Simpsons and Futurama are fun moments that are loosely connected together by cringe annoyance to me so like I enjoy Family Guy and Futurama and Simpson clips that are maybe a minute long because they can get a good gag out there pretty quickly. But as a full episode, nah. Nah, Futurama's worth it. All right. and bring you to fucking tears,
3: yeah. There are a couple.
0: I did cards. see the dog episode that one. Oh, that don't man. there's that one. Was, was, uh, luck luck mean, of it sucks the Friarish makes
2: you cry. Luck of the Friarish will bring you to tears if it doesn't, then you have no heart
1: because that's the one where With the little the, 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 the the uh, seven leaf clover, right? Yeah,
2: the seven leaf clover.
1: There's also another one where he actually gets to say goodbye.
2: The third, like, fine. The third series finale. The final series there, finale. It's coming back again.
3: Yeah. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Sorry. <laughs>
1: uh, no, it was kind of my fault. And <laughs> kind of. uh, then... Shut up. Aragorn. Who's your favorite? Return of the King.
3: That, uh, Who's your favorite? Nixon.
1: The funny yeah. Nixon. Oh, yeah. forgot. That's how we got it. I wasn't really <laughs> listening when you were telling. And Aragorn, Return of the King. Okay. Uh, I see the very... See in your eyes Diego the very fear that would take the heart of me. And just... Inspires an entire army to basically commit suicide to buy Frodo, but a few more minutes to drop the ring into the lava, which he doesn't do. Now, see, I've never seen the Lord
2: of the Rings movies. I've seen clips, and it probably doesn't fall under. Well, it doesn't fall under monologue because it's like two sentences. But uh, it, it's that's not, just, that's not true. It's we'll the same. It's time. the same feeling. It's when Aragorn is crowned king and He walks up to the hobbits, yes. and the hobbits are like the last ones to bow. And
1: he's, and like, it's
2: something, he's like, "You, you my friend, my my friends, you bow to no one, and like the entire fucking kingdom bows down.
1: And no other them. hobbit will ever fucking believe them.
2: Yeah, like that. And they were still taller than the hobbits
3: oh, yeah. when they're bowing down. Ha! Thank you.
1: All right, Tyler, favorite monologue,
3: or what? What's your what's your feelings on monologues? I like them okay,
2: Daniel <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of, I mean i the, i I want them to convey emotion and you know that's about it. I mean I want them to make me feel something all warm and fuzzy okay, what's your favorite? I don't have a favorite i've got I've got a bunch that I like. Who's your favorite son? Which one of your two kids is your favorite <laughs> no, We are not I'm doing it. No, this I is didn't... not
3: Sophie's choice. Okay.
0: Okay. okay. All right. Whoa, Who are you, you planning on killing one of the two of them? <laughs> no. He... She didn't kill one, <laughs> one... of them. All
2: right. Favorite monologue? My favorite? Like yeah. off the top of my head? Or just one you particularly like? One that I like is from your favorite show, Doctor Who. Uh, it's a Christmas episode. What? Are you done now? Yeah, I'm done. So, the, it's the first incarnation of the Doctor is talking to one of his companions. She asks him why he left Gallifrey. And he's like, you know, I left to go answer a question. There's good and evil in the world. By all accounts, good should always lose. You know, evil doesn't yeah. care about loyalty and this and that. And you have to sacrifice things. And he's like, you know, so it makes no sense. I've traveled all throughout this universe. Why does good win? And his companion is like, Maybe there's just some person that travels around setting things right. And he's like, Yeah, but that's that's not how the world works. And it's like the the guy is so out of touch with everything, he can't even see all the good things that he does. It's just him trying to find you know, he sees all these good in people, but he can't see the own the, the own goodness that he puts out into the universe.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay. That's interesting. I like that. Okay. Yeah, so nice fuck off with your <laughs> jerk-off motions. Daniel? Um, so, yeah, I kind of agree with what everyone else is saying, that a, monologue, a good monologue should be impactful and powerful. It should leave you moved in some capacity, whether you agreed with it or not. Um, and... It's the villainous monologues that you find, I find, really interesting when they're done well, because it enlightens you so much to a villain's perspective that it can sometimes make you think, well, is this really the villain? And a, a movie that has a moment that pushes you back and forces you to reevaluate how you look at things is is powerful to me. It's what art should be.
3: So, why is it? Because I think I think I think pretty much. There's exceptions every rule, but I, I agree. For why why are we as an audience we're more willing to? I mean, it always depends on the depends on the performance, obviously. But for some reason, we're more willing to like accept the villain chewing up scenery, doing a monologue when like. Superman starts talking about
0: good... We're like, shut up! So, to me, it's a matter of, like, when you have Superman going on about, you know, how great he is and all those things, it sounds like lecture. It sounds like, less like, hey, you should be doing these things because they are right, and more like, like a teacher scolding you. And, to me, that's why I think we tend to kind of push back on those things. Not saying that that's the case, because, you know, there are some very impactful monologues, um, especially from Batman, in my opinion, you know, when you start talking about, like, DC superheroes and goodly aligned people, but it's like the, um, you've got this church boy choir who's preaching this lesson, and you're like, okay, yeah, I've heard this a dozen times, I've never seen it practical so I think you have to have some dark and some edge in there to make it seem like a lesson or a concept that is proven or true. Because nothing is 100% right and good and Boy scouty in the world. Do you think it's maybe, it's also maybe a little bit of jealousy? Because
3: we're listening to the bad guy and we're like, yeah, we we subconsciously <laughs> think that and we're like jealous the fact that he's vocalizing our inner thoughts sure i could do that yeah. absolutely Or maybe not jealousy but maybe agreement is the did uh, megatron have good monologues in that comic book where it was i don't think it was hail hail megatron but the one where him and optimus talk and it's like he like convinces optimus a little bit that maybe megatron's kind of right on a few things
0: oh absolutely that that Book is split into two halves, and the first half is just Megatron and Optimus Prime sitting and talking philosophy. And Please God, tell me they're like in like a diner. They're just like, you know, unfortunately, not. They're in a jail cell. Oh, that but, you
3: know there actually is a diner in the Transformers world.
0: It's uh, oil uh, Mac Adams Oil House. Yeah, it's more bar than a diner, oh, but fair yeah. Fair mm-hmm. yeah, that, that would have be been a good trivia question well it was (laughs) Um, but yeah so I don't mean Vietnam (laughs) so yeah that first half of that book is all philosophy and it's so impactful that even if you were not a Transformers fan and you have not read anything listen to them talk because it's not so much as Megatron convinces Optimus that he's right, and it's not Optimus convincing Megatron that he's right. It's a matter of the fact that they're like, you did this, therefore I did that. And I see what you did is this. And they're like, no, that isn't what I did. These are the reasons why I did these things. And it's an example of how all discussions should be, because it is two extremes that talk and meet in the middle. And in the end, Megatron becomes an Autobot. And Optimus Prime advocates for his release. Because he's less convinced of his war crimes now. I it's def- definitely fantastic. thought you were going to say that Optimus
2: Prime became a deception. <clears throat> I was like, I would have read that.
3: So what's your favorite... Is that your favorite model? Or do you just one you like off the top of your head? Uh,
0: that one's great. Um, I think the two that really come off to me is... The first one is in Sin City. Um, there are just grand moments of monologue through the entire thing as narration. And the um, the whole movie is just beautifully framed and has some of the most impactful things in the world. Especially hearing um, like Marv talk. Who Marv is a little slow, not quite educated, not quite smart, right. but he knows right from wrong and he's strong and he's tough. Um, and he goes on about how you know there's a right and a wrong and i know what the right is but maybe i'm sick and i gotta take my pills and his monologues when he's going on about his perception of right and wrong is eye-opening for anyone who ever wanted to understand the mind of an anti-hero okay um and then the other one i think you have to talk about is the william wallace from braveheart
1: where never he is it. really never seen it, it
0: I've never seen it, it You never seen it in either
3: right like, cut or something
0: so, yeah, at the very uh, end, he it, gets emasculated. That's the only thing i take out of it. I mean, I know the whole <clears> they can't take our freedom. But... It, it's that
2: model. But they it. can it have was... me haggis. I never liked uh, it much. Uh, okay. listen, <laughs> that, that sounded pretty Irish or Scottish.
0: Which one is he? He's a Scot. Yes, he's Scottish. Yes. Um, but yeah, that speech on the field is, is fantastic. Because he's talking about the... Because he goes out there, he's like, I'm William Wallace. And they're like, no, you're not. He's seven feet tall. And he's like, yeah, also you could fart with fireballs and shoot lightning from his fingertips and blah 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 and he's like, historically accurate by the way right, and he's like this is who I am and this is why we fight and a hundred years from today you can walk away and a hundred years from today you can be on your deathbed wishing for one more moment on this field right now and just thinking about it's giving me chills, and it's so impactful about like that carp DM kind of um, of the carp Seize, season the carp, that's right. No one wants like a band fish in the middle of Scotland. Carpe
3: the deal.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. Alright, well we talked a lot about villain monologues. What's Re- yours? I'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Real quick. Favorite. Uh, favorite villain monologue, real quick. Favorite villain monologue. Um right off the top of my head I-, I didn't write this down but when you guys talk about villain monologues, the one that uh there's a lot of really cool ones, but I like the one in the Watchmen. Where, Ozyma- where Ozymandias is going off, I, it's not so much what he's saying. It's just the very end where I think it's Al or Night Owl where he's like, "You can't do that." And he's like,
2: "I'm not a cart comic book villain." I I my set my plan in motion 35 minutes ago yeah. or something like that. Even mm-hmm. even when yeah. I
3: read the comic book and I knew it was coming, well, I, w- I
0: assumed it was coming in the movie. It was still like it still was pretty badass. Absolutely, that that. You grabbed my favorite villain monologue, without a doubt, is Ozymandias at the end of Watchmen. It's so powerful, especially when he starts explaining the way his plan works. That monologue is bigger in the book. Uh, but the, when he starts explaining the way his plan works and the way it's all supposed to come together and the way that his vision for humanity is, it's fantastic. It's amazing.
2: Um, I don't know. I guess he would be considered villain. <clears throat> Has anyone seen the Adjustment Bureau? Yes. So, the the quick rundown is, so basically you find out that everyone's life follows a delicate plan done by the chairman, and these people, you know, will make sure that if, if Daniel's supposed to be five minutes late to work, you know, this person purposely makes sure that you're five minutes late to work, and then they'll course correct and change all these things. CK, it's not my fault. Exactly. It's not his fault. It's mine. Um, so they, they have this moment where the main character is like, you know, what about free will? And what's crazy, the guy's played by, by Terrence Stamp. So you got General Zod talking the entire time. And he's like, we tried free will once. You know, you know we, we took you guys all the way up to this point. You know, we gave you everything. And then we decided to let you go, give you free will. You gave us the Dark Ages. You pushed back scientific revolution, you know, all this advancement, you know. Then the chairman decided that we needed to step back in. We just needed to be more hands-on. He goes, so we gave you the Renaissance and this and that and this. So we decided that in 1910, we would try it again. He goes, in the span of 50 years, you started two world wars, brought us to the brink of annihilation. He goes, you don't have free will. What you have is the illusion of free will and then that's the that's the end of it ooh that's a Philip K. Dick novel or it's based on is a it? Philip K. Dick novel I didn't I didn't know that just, I've,
0: yeah. I've seen the I've seen the movie it was very good how talented is this guy's dick to write a book but he's written several huh a just, scanner, darkly. Just, do, do you think one it, slap? i right it, on the keyboard. I'm say, is he doing like a calligraphy pen, or hunt is it peck. hold, hunt, and peck.
2: hunt no, and peck? No, 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 no. <laughs> See, he unscrews it. <laughs> he just, he just sticks it in and breaks it.
1: <laughs> that would take forever to write it all. That's you, why I only you, it's a movie once every three. Uh, that's why he only gets another the book once every three years. Well, that means dead. Uh... <laughs> Not what, all of them. What's
3: your favorite? What's your favorite?
1: I have to look up the exact wording. Oh, okay. All right. Then. You
2: have to say it in. What's it from?
1: Uh, you'll know as soon as I start saying it.
2: Well, I wanted an accent. I want you to sound just like. I'm
1: going to try. Okay. All, all right.
2: right. I'm super excited. I got chills. R- ready? Goosebumps? Ready oh, to be vaguely um, I'm not touching you. That's
0: That's weird that that was not my arm that I showed you. <laughs> oh, oh that's. You should get a look at it. It could be herpes. <laughs> Sorry, Cody. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: I'm
0: bad. Go takes. ahead. I want to interrupt you again.
1: <laughs> All it takes. Are we recording. Is- <laughs> <I know. All laughs> it takes. Go ham on yo, the back of my hand. I was just checking to see if we're recording. Sorry. I, okay, that's that the last time we're doing that, right?
3: Yeah, we're good. I checked it. We are good. Yeah.
1: I got an empty glass I can throw now so it won't get stuff wet, but it'll hurt.
3: Okay, no, I'm good. Nope, not going Oh, nope, right. nope. Cody, t- you want I to I'm trying to <laughs> kill you! Okay, no, I'm serious, I'm done. This is the
2: most Cody's ever tried to talk. And no, no one will let him speak. I,
3: I'm genuinely done, I'm sorry. My throat is closing up because of the rage. Okay,
2: sorry.
3: I'm sincerely done. <sighs> Muting my mic. <mind. laughs>
1: All it takes is one bad day to reduce the sanest man alive to lunacy. That's how far the world is where I am. Just one bad day. You had a bad day once, right? You had a bad day and everything changed. Why else would you dress up like a flying rat? Had a bad day and drove as you as crazy as everybody else. I didn't say right. You interrupt me again, so I got off track. Where, it's from the, the,
2: the Joker yeah, the, monologue from...
3: I know, but where was the the uh, impression? You didn't do it like a voice. No, he
0: did
2: great, though. He... Better than your uh, fucking Transylvania, I'm waiting to be impressed. <laughs> uh,
3: no,
0: that, that, I actually kind of liked that Heath Ledger impression. That was pretty solid.
3: Has anyone ever seen. Uh, no offense, Cody, but I bet Daniel's supposed most... <laughs> you're, a... you're not hipster enough. Uh, there, was, there was a show called The Middleman.
2: Oh, no. Jesus. Never heard of it.
3: Never heard of it. It's like a campy... It was like a campy... It's
2: a hipster show. Mm. He, mm. How would you describe it? He wasn't a superhero, but he was like... He was. You could say he's like a middleman. Basically, he was oh, like... Are
1: talking about Malcolm in the Middle? No, no. Malcolm ba- in the Middleman? Middleman.
2: Malcolm in the Middleman. That's not like porno. It Malcolm, does a lot. Malcolm, it does Malcolm in the Middleman. He works for... Uh, Frankie Muniz is really desperate. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you trying to talk and
3: someone's yeah, interrupting
1: you? Yeah, I think Frankie Muniz is actually a NASCAR driver now. I think
3: I read that somewhere. No, huh. it's not NASCAR. It's, uh,
1: How do you the,
0: know he has a NASCAR? The F1. A real NASCAR. F1 NASCAR. NASCAR. Yeah, what about it? The one where you always go left.
3: One? That's what he does, not NASCAR. The Formula One.
2: Yeah, I was agreeing with you.
3: Middleman, he, he, he was like, a soapbox
2: driver in Miracle on Lane 2.
0: That was a Disney Channel original really? movie.
3: Was that during Malcolm?
0: I don't know. What is I a soapbox? soapbox? Yeah, like you hear like Soapbox Racer and Soapbox Derby and get on your soapbox. What the fuck is a soapbox? It's a box that they brought soap in.
1: Yeah, so after they brought the soap in, you just have a wooden crate left over that they throw wheels on and ride it down a hill. Right, but how many people
0: need that much soap at one time?
1: Well, if it's the only...
0: A lot of stinky people.
1: I guess. Well, my understanding soap actually didn't used to last as long as it did now. It was not as condensed and it did it got used up pretty quickly?
0: Oh, that makes sense.
1: And plus, I think the soapboxes come from the general stores where they sold it, not the general individual store. people.
0: And
3: most people, when you say get off your soapbox, they're monologuing, brought it back. Okay, yeah. So the the middleman, he works <laughs> for like a secret, covert government organization above everything. Anyway, he fights like James Bond type villains, and it's it's campy. All the tech is like 1950s retro and anyway every time they Stern. every time they go to fight a villain he'll look over at his partner and goes here comes the monologue and then while the villain's chewing up scenery they go off and they do their plan and stuff but anyway I I was hoping someone had saw that because I thought that was a good deconstruction of like the villainous monologue but no
0: one's seen it okay no, sorry sounds interesting though uh, now it doesn't yeah you're uh, right
1: nobody's seen it <clears throat>
0: It's uh, Alright, Cody's like. Now, what, Fuck you. What I do think is interesting is when they take that monologue and you can see it get set up and then they interrupt it. Like a really good, effective interruption in a monologue. Like you don't see it very often, but it's so cool. And I can't think of a, one specifically that's really a a interruption. I got one. Okay. Uh so is Cody apparently. No.
3: Infinity War? No, no it,
1: that's Guardians of the Galaxy where they interact. No, no, no. Rome the Accuser. No, no, Oh, no. that's a good point, yeah. No, With no. the dance battle? Yeah.
3: No, I'm talking about when uh, Black Maul. No, is it Maul? Thanos is. Ebony Maul. Ebony, Ebony Maul is talking, and uh, Iron Man's like, wait, wait, hang on, hang on. What? What is he. You know him Squidward? Yeah. Earth is closed today? He's like, we've heard this before. Let's just. I, that was pretty good, you know, shutting them up.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, uh,
1: Kong Fu Panda
0: 3. Oh, who's
1: oh, the hipster the ch- now? Cut the, chip cut chat? the chit
2: chat. Cut the chit chat. That's pretty funny. That's true. What? How is Kong That's Jack Black. All right, Nothing here. with Jack Black is hipster. Here's, here. here.
0: <sighs> Here's my Have favorite. Have you seen him play the saxophone? Yes. Oh, I One, two. 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 Three motherfuckers. <laughs> he does that in concert too. Yeah, I saw him in concert doing that. That song. He's awesome. got a great beard. Yeah, it's as rare
3: as a Stradivarius. The saxophone. Yeah. Strat- Stradivarius, Stradivarius
2: is a rare uh, tuba.
3: Anyway, oh,
1: really, I didn't
2: know that. <laughs> made made from the intestine of giants. Yep.
3: All right. Here's my favorite quote. I use it all the time. I use it to motivate myself. Uh, I I use negative reinforcement, so uh, whenever I'm, I'm nervous or anxious, uh, this is the monologue I use in my head to pump me up. I'm not gonna tell you what movie it's from. You tell me.
1: I'm not gonna do it. I'm probably certain I would never have seen it.
2: Yeah, okay, probably not. Uh, You're not hipster enough,
3: Cody. Yeah, no. apparently. You're, see, gotta <laughs>
1: I'm not get, that
2: cultured you gotta get you've got to be wearing a matching Reebok sweatsuit and pants. And be like, "Hey,
1: forget about it." You look like a landlord.
0: By the way, uh, rent. <laughs> all right. You know, uh, if you had track pants, you could look like one of those like, like, uh, Slavic like gangsters. If Adam wore track pants and walked in, all I would hear is, "From
2: as long as I can remember, I've always wanted to be a good fella." <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, also. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Anyways. <laughs> okay. You're not your job. You're not how much money you have in the bank. You're not the car you drive. Oh, that's Fight club. club. Yes. But anyway, I don't do the whole monologue in my head. Just when, like, when I'm going... When Coolest
2: was, name of a person ever. Tyler Durden? Yes. Anyway. Coming uh, from the guy that loves everything with the name Adam.
3: Yeah. Uh, I always just say the part... I always just repeat the part in my head called... Uh, called uh, you're not your fucking khakis this is what i say in my head all the time to you're motivate not me.
1: your fucking khakis so okay. check your privilege
3: is that what that means
1: i i get it like khakis are a sign of upper class right
3: i just assumed it meant you're more than this you're you're
1: some of your i father. thought you had to make a certain threshold of money before you're allowed to wear khakis i, have I khakis. don't know i don't know what khakis. you can afford them they're
2: ten dollars what <laughs> ten whole dollars i don't know how can you I'm waiting that? for that There's Plasma place to less open less up in Quincy so buckets. I can mean, go buy some khakis. They sell, them right, next, they they sell khakis? them right
3: next to this coat at Walmart.
2: Tyler's what? seen me
3: out
0: of khakis, too. <laughs> right.
3: So, okay, so the... Re- <laughs> what else?
0: Nothing. Okay, no, I'm just referencing Tyler and I's rich, deep history.
3: So we were talking... You like them because they're motivational <laughs> and inspirational. You like them because they they expose... They expose the other side, let you make you think about the other side. Yeah, they the moving. Exposed.
2: Absolutely. My my favorite always favor- expose yourself, is what I say. <laughs> my favorite expose yourself and love will fill your holes.
3: My favorite things about monologues I, I have two super favorite monologues that I like. One is the exposition dump, if it's done well, and and arguably the best exposition dump in any film is Hugo Weaving and Vendetta. When he's meeting with the two cops and he's in that, he's in that, uh, sitting on that park bench in the outfit and he's telling the story and it's cutting back and forth. And just, just the rhythm of it, it, fair enough, a lot of it probably has to do with the editing, but the rhythm of, just the, the, his voice, just every, everything about that. I like exposition dumps
0: if they're done well and he's, that one's probably the best at it. That one, that one is a really good monologue that you're talking about. I that whole movie is fantastic. Very <coughs> different from the books, though.
1: A comparable yes. monologue that also reveals a lot of useful information in a quick format is Goldmember. Okay. I lost my privates in a horrible smelting accident, and I love gold. And How come
2: Cody is so good at accents? You're a horrible. <clears throat> It's like I a love. Sit, it's, I love gold. No. Okay. No. But
3: speaking of awesome powers, another exposition dump and a villain monologue is Doctor Evil in the first one, where he talks about his past. That's a, I,
0: I like that one a lot. Are you talking not about so the? different me and you. The the one where he went to evil medical school and he's telling people to shut up. That one.
2: No, My no, father no. would womanize.
3: Yeah, he, he goes to he goes to the therapy. Yeah, mode.
0: that yeah. he said that. Oh, he went
2: to an
3: evil... She
0: said, She said.
2: Carrie Fisher says, Mr. Evil. And he goes, I didn't spend so many years in evil medical school to be called Mr. Thank you. Right. Uh, <laughs>
3: and then the other type of monologue I like, I call it junkie dogma, is, is when like uh, someone does a monologue, but it's very metaphorical, very lyrical, very... Uh, you know, it's just not like a straight out... Speech, it's like my okay. Have you guys seen Rock and Rolla? Yes, guy. Guy Ritchie writes really good what I call junkie dogma monologues.
2: Where uh, oh yeah, where.
1: um, (laughs) No, I'm actually fucking agreeing Co- with you.
2: Oh, yeah. I thought you were making fun of Cody. No. Sorry. no. Uh, like, uh, we're going to make a list of all the movies Cody can't have seen. Where the Rock star, Toby Kevill's characters.
0: No, there was the Rock wasn't in that movie. No,
2: Toby Kevill's <laughs>
0: characters. When he's
2: playing the piano. Yeah,
0: and yeah. he's talking
3: about how the cigarettes are, is everything you need to know in life is in this box of cigarettes. And he goes all And, like, if you really break it down, like, at the moment, it's very metaphorical and lyrical. A lot of it has to do with the actor. If you get, like, a really shitty person trying to do it, it doesn't make sense. But it's just, like... it, it Like, at the time, the way he's delivered, it's like, oh, this, yeah, it's very deep. But if you actually, like, read the the dialogue, it's like, that's fucking stupid. That's why I call it Junkie uh, Dog one because...
1: Well, uh, so, a reason I was agreeing with you, because there's another Guy Ritchie movie, I think he does The Gentleman, right? Yes. And he's there's the scene where they're in the sandwich shop and this guy ordering a sandwich all these young kids come in Call him farrell yeah and he's all like i don't know it, it doesn't the fight isn't out here it starts in here oh
2: yeah and yeah. he's
1: basically giving him like a impromptu like sort of that lesson teaching him while he's also kicking their ass
3: yeah because then and he like let's hear your best one and the guy's like fuck you he goes fuck you that's the best you got yeah that was pretty good yeah yeah so that's if, if so I cl- that sort close of close right? Yes. Like right? Yeah, there. that's. Oh, what, I mean, right. I don't know if that's that the actual term. That's just what I call it. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. But I get that. Yeah. That's yeah. another one that I enjoy too. Yeah. Like just a little rambling, literal randomly of nothingness that's like just breaks up a scene. Can also be considered monologue. It doesn't actually have to convey information, but it does. It just throws you off the kilter. Like you're in a, a tense scene where something happened, and the guy like, and then the guy was just go in like. Yeah, just growing up as a kid and you just tell this crazy story sort of like aside not necessarily given real information you can use, but it's enough to break the tension of the moment and you, the guy's doing it not for the audience, but for the other person in the scene.
2: It's like secondhand
0: lines.
1: Yes.
2: In the
0: bar scene.
1: Yes.
3: And another Oh, go ahead, Dan. No. no, go
0: ahead. I was just going to say that I agree that Guy Ritchie writes some really powerful dialogue and, and includes that in his movies. Um, I had a different experience with that rock and roll monologue that you were talking about.
3: The same one. Yeah okay. that,
0: that one with the we' talking about the cigarette pack And to me I remember watching that movie and thinking this entire monologue is a satire on all monologues. It was like it was like fake deep and for the character that was speaking that monologue it seemed really apropos to be fake deep. Not really saying anything, and very satirical for all the the dogma style monologues. That was my opinion of it when I when I experienced it.
3: Maybe fair enough. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he was a junkie, and that was his little henchman. Like looked <clears throat> up to him, so maybe he was just pulling out of his ass, knowing his buddy was just gonna. Eat it up, and buy everything. Right, well, that guy,
0: that character, his mind was so fried and from all the drugs that yeah. you know, and and that was an, a symptom or a, a kind of a thing that you notice with people who have a substance use problem that they tend to get that really deep, profound moments that really don't mean anything. They don't. They hang on to them like, oh, this is so deep and means so much to me. And it, Dude, uh, that's the receipt from the hot dog place down the road. Yeah, you know, yeah, it yeah. doesn't mean anything. It's you don't know <clears throat> what happened at that hot dog place.
3: That's true, you don't. Another really good, and I think, no offense, Cody. I think, no, I'm just you. I'm, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, <joking>. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, okay. I, I, okay. I mean, like, I mean this as a joke. But is there another, a pen over there? Another good junkie dogma, uh monologue is in Venom. And we're—he's—he's. He's, you ever seen
2: Venom? Like a turd in the wind.
3: Yeah, <laughs> like he's he, like he's being—he's monologuing, and then the, 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 the 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 period at the end of the monologue is just—you'll be like a turd floating in the wind. he's just like, what the fuck does that mean? All right. No. As. I'm getting written on a kill list apparently. All right. <laughs> no,
1: I'm writing down every movie so that I apparently haven't seen. but I'll do some research, see if they're that good.
3: Okay. All right. Industrialscripts.com. Hipster. This is Industrialscripts.com.
2: What... You work for them too? No,
3: they no, work for the same me. person. Oh, okay.
2: What is a monologue? Um, Maybe. It's the thing that happens at the beginning of Saturday Night Live after the cold open, and before Kona
0: should we maybe have started with that yeah probably yeah that's
1: where you a definition of like cool. most people probably don't even know what no the
0: monologue probably. oh what is a monologue yeah we probably ah, should started
2: with
1: it. that we'll we'll edit it we, yeah so <laughs> we should write. i make that our monologue what is a monologue um
3: according to industrialscripts.com what the mo- fuck do they know um a monologue is a long speech delivered by one character the form originates from theater, where a character will deliver a long passage of speech, either to another character, to themselves, or to the audience. Do you think cinema? I well, I, guess I was gonna. Never mind. I just kind of answer my question because uh, not Daredevil. Uh, Deadpool does it. I'll say. Do you think cinema could handle a Shakespeare-type monologue? But I guess Deadpool does. Oh it. yeah, and,
0: and the, they did a really good job with the Romeo and Juliet modernization. The balls, le- bar, ball, bars, bars. bars?
3: I wouldn't even balls. Balls. Maybe I don't
0: remember balls, like the, the one X, that had X, 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 Axel Braun parody. <laughs> the one that had Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Yeah, yeah. It. yeah. And other than the, uh, the "I bite your thumb" the sir and the um, Mercurio scene uh, where he dies, the those two scenes I didn't particularly care for. But the rest of it, they did a fantastic job did doing you, the Roman Juliet.
3: Because so nowadays. Never heard of it. Mm. Nowadays uh Uncultured swine. The Breaking the, fourth, the fourth
2: Wall. Story, that's what that's wrong right? mm right.
3: Breaking the fourth wall is the modern day, you know, uh addressing the Can you break the fourth wall in a serious movie?
1: Yeah, you do it all the time. Like House of Cards. Never seen it. Yes you have. <laughs> House of Cards, Qu- 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 uh, Qu- Qu- when he, when, I can't remember the name, name, Kevin Spacey's character, just stopped in the middle of the conversation and speaks directly to the audience what his true thoughts for the subject are, like, uh, there's one scene where a guy, because there's that thing, yeah, everybody in the government's meeting up, they send one person off to, like, hide, to uh, be in a bunker in case the place gets nuked, we still have, designate survivor, does name survivor. And so we have that guy like, yeah, I'm going heading off, and like, uh, just don't get blown up. I'm way. I hate to be president. And he, Kevin Spacey turns and like, God help us all. He does, or something yeah, like that. He's got a lot of room to talk. About. He wasn't.
2: He wasn't like so, looking to a character off screen. No,
1: he's looking directly at you.
2: Oh, I didn't know if like they they had framed it that way where. I no, could, I've no. never seen it.
1: There's another scene uh, where uh, his wife had basically betrayed him. And did some backroom deal to get some information because he's trying to run for president. And then he's looking like, I can't, I can't believe she's done I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill her. And just all this stuff. Like, none of this is happening in the real world. This is just what's happening with head. Instead of it just being like a voice over a blank face, he's talking directly to the audience.
3: So the show yeah. created a relationship with the audience. Yes. Oh, I mean,
1: yeah. hmm.
0: So is and that's a really good example and that's interesting i would like to see some of those scenes to see like how they're shot and stuff um but to also to answer your question isn't that what all narration is
3: well okay that's that's a good question is that what narration is because i
1: asked you well, I'm, I'm answering your question <laughs> with a question. Uh, you can't keep doing that. That can't just be your go to. Why, why can't not? I? It? <laughs> <laughs> from now it. From now on, this podcast is
2: questions only.
3: Uh, so, is there a difference between narration and. Is it narration and monologue? Is it delivery? Is it the way it's
2: presented? Isn't it just an internal monologue? Nar- yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's either an exposition dump, or it's
0: more than likely your junky dog mug.
2: That's
0: I can't read. Uh, you're shaking it around too much for Good me to Lord. read your note. That's our uh, new show?
1: I was trying to be...
0: A-R-E? That's our... Our, our, new,
1: our, our <laughs> new show.
0: Our new show. Questions show. only. Uh, oh.
1: Well think about it. All right. I I am sorry you came to me. I didn't mm. want to interrupt the podcast or, But the like, sauce you sauce. guys <laughs> did, like I
2: wrote it down for a reason. I didn't want you guys to read it out loud. Well you were shaking like a damn
1: junkie. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Ow. Paper cut. <laughs> Shit. Alright,
0: so to bring it back in, right. um, yeah, so I think like like to me, monologue and narration is the same thing, it's just how it's presented. Okay. So, like narration is a voiceover. Monologue is specifically you're you're watching and focusing on the character talking, um, which brings up a a completely different question than what's the difference between that and a soliloquy? What's a
1: soliloquy? And it's been a long the soliloquy uh,
3: doesn't need to rhyme. A soliloquy. No, I'm thinking of a haiku.
0: Yeah, a haiku no, no, is the, I think There are bad. storms on Mount Fuji. It is. It was, yeah. yeah,
2: That's got math in it. I don't know. Uh,
3: well, I think similar five, to... 575. I think it's similar to... Uh, narr- the difference between narration and modeling. I think siloquy has to meet certain requirements. Like, it has to... Or maybe it's a theater. Are you looking
0: it up? I'm, yeah, I'm looking oh, it okay. up because I, no, I kind know of think, thought no. you would know the answer to that. Um, no offense, Cody. Because you're a hipster. Right. And the, the only one of us who's written a movie here. No offense, Cody. No offense, Cody.
1: What? You guys think I haven't written a movie? Have you? How do you think I make a living? I write the best porn parodies of all time.
0: Why haven't you asked me to act
1: in them? Uh, I didn't want to break this to you, but you got acting. nobody <laughs> to go take
2: it. He's writing one you now. You hear that, it's, ladies? It's, it's Transformers, a porn parody. The, you're going to play the villain. Uh, instead of Megatron, it's Megadong.
0: Oh, yes. I am so and in. Right off the old demo name. Mm-hmm. That's the name and of the Optimus sequel. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh, for anyone who is maybe curious, a monologue is is delivered to an audience. Um, a soliloquy is delivered to oneself. So uh, if you are talking to yourself, then it is a soliloquy. If you are specifically talking to the audience in the intent of the message, it is a monologue. Okay.
1: So I haven't been monologuing myself since time heim- I've been soliloquying?
0: Yes. If you have been talking to yourself, you have been performing a soliloquy. You have not been monologuing.
1: Wow. Huh. Now if
0: you are talking to yourself with the intent of the people around you to hear you, then it is a monologue.
1: Is it would it be intentional that you'd have to be really doing it thinking other people to hear you? Or if somebody accidentally overheard you, then does it become a monologue?
0: It is the purpose of the speech. So if the purpose of the speech is to yourself, it is a soliloquy. If the purpose of your of your speech is for other people, it is a monologue. Huh. Real quick, what's a good soliloquy? Uh... I think you have a hard time finding that in cinema because yeah. all monologues are all speeches are designed for the benefit of the audience.
1: Well, no, no, I think I disagree. Anytime you okay. have a character like psyching themselves up to do something, like Peter uh, Parker, like ready, like oh, okay, I-, I can do this, I can do this. That's soliloquy to himself. It's not for him, so anytime anybody's trying to psych themselves up... When Stacey's
0: ghost is in the back going, no, you can't. No, you can't.
1: (laughs) What? (laughs) Wow, why? Too soon.
0: Yeah, I think I see what you're saying. Um, So there is a movie that I saw, and was fantastic, and I cannot remember the name of it, but it's a a spy movie, and I think it's got Chris Evans in it, and he pretends to have, like, psychic powers, and he's got a sniper. Yes. That his character in Losers, I seem to remember doing exactly that, like psyching himself up, talking him into like um, preparing himself for those kind of missions. So I can see what you're saying, and I think I agree with you. I don't
1: at all. Huh? I guess we'll always be in disagreement. No offense, no offense, Cody. Cody
3: uh any other before we get i to
1: don't the, want this to be a oh
3: thing. this is gonna be a thing
0: yeah, <laughs> this hell.
1: is your hate all asians thing
3: <laughs> what
0: oh <laughs> whoa, whoa
1: whoa okay <laughs> it can't be that low.
3: wait y'all heard it? i was soliloquying to myself
1: uh
2: <laughs> soliloquy
3: no remember
1: was. you said it full. down other team was here that was a monologue oh fuck
3: uh i'll edit it i'm um, telling <laughs> <No>, you what <won't. laughs> Alright, before we move on to the listicle and we'll, whether we'll agree or disagree because we're getting long in the tooth, our last couple pods have been ethics. We, we haven't gotten getting
0: them. Yeah,
1: I I, I I will fix that. What?
2: Cody's just going to start
0: punching the fuck out of people. Yeah, it's just mid-episode. <laughs> He's going to start ripping the, the plugs out of the wanks.
3: Alright, show's over. Uh, ah! any, any other thoughts on monologues? Any other... Uh, so going back to the one from V Vendetta, I tend to like really like monologue. This is I don't know how to put this. without sounding stupid, but I tend do to like. <laughs> yeah, he He's never stopped yeah. you before. Uh, I tend to like like monologue if the, if like the character's voice has like
1: like uh, a character.
3: You know, like I'd rather listen to Christopher Walken do a monologue than Brad Pitt, and I like Brad Pitt.
1: Speaking yeah. of Christopher Walken, uh. <laughs> you, you
0: set me up like there was a joke you wanted to make. one of the best and...
1: villain monologues, original Spider Man with Tobey McGuire. We have to admit that, right? Christopher Walken's not in that movie. Who am I thinking of? Will Napo. <laughs> I get Rick, Christopher Walken and Will Napo <laughs> mixed up all the time.
0: Cody saw a completely <laughs> different Spider Man than everybody else. <laughs> this I is I the brought, Rain Man thing all over like, again. What?
3: Is he in your 4th parody version of Spider-Man?
0: He just showed up! No! Christopher man He just walked in?
2: (laughs) Now now I can never watch another Spider-Man movie because
0: I'm just going to see Christopher
2: Walken in it. Oh, I wish
0: I could do a Walken voice so much. Sorry, the
1: Willem Dafoe monologue. One of the best villain monologues. Of which all one, time, in my opinion, which, when he's talking about what they like to see more than a hero is a hero fall.
3: What part of the movie is that? Oh, he, when he's got the thing and the thing, the the thing, the, <laughs> the thing and the thing. No, he's got. I, I know you were got,
0: you were going for Goblin Guider but you were not
1: going. The, that was he's not he's got Goblin got Guider tram, That was. You got, got the
3: got the, the, the tram, tram and the chick, right? Yeah, and he's gotta save the tram or save
1: the girl no this monologue happens before that scene it's when Green Goblin's trying to convince Spider-Man to join him part of the movie not before the okay I just need you out of the way now
0: out of the way way, out of the way out out of the way way now now. Can
1: (laughs) can you do it Christopher Walker uh I'm having a hard time remembering... Now, now he sport. doesn't even know who Christopher Walken is. <laughs> nope, no, he's going to go into
0: like the Boondock Saints uh, speech. Here, yeah. But... Uh,
1: the way you talked my friend that, you do it again. I'll stab you with an ice pick. Was that him? No, not really. <laughs> that was a little bit more Marlon Brando, <laughs> was but... Was that what? him? <laughs> you, you I used... was trying to do his... Christopher
2: Walken Cody. from Joe Dirt, Co- Cody. If you ha- oh, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have to ask if that was him, <laughs> <you> know,
0: <laughs> it probably was. It. Okay, Cody. So, voices. so Cody, in that voice, I want you to say, uh, "Leave the gun, take the cannoli."
1: Leave the gun, take the cannoli. It's perfect. That's like that's, a James Bond. That's so ball. good.
0: It's not Walken, but it's good. <laughs> it's not Walken. <laughs> it's not the person you were trying to
2: impersonate, but. This isn't a, That's a great voice. Yeah.
3: This isn't a mo- no. Offense. You should you talk like you that. Haven't all time. Seen, you haven't seen this movie, but, <laughs> got to see. but uh, no offense. This isn't a monologue, but but the the best Christopher Walken dialogue. I don't care what the fuck you guys say. The best Christopher Walken dialogue. Seven psychopaths. The guy pulls a. Oh yes. The guy pulls a gun on him. He's like, "Put your hands up." No. What do you mean? No. I got a gun. I don't care. Like fucking well, it's better Christopher. You guys,
1: have you guys seen Seven
2: Psychopaths? No. I have not. I would recommend No offense. <laughs> I did see him in Man on Fire though.
1: Christopher Walker?
2: Yeah. It's when Denzel Washington's about to exact his revenge and he's like A man can be uh can paint a masterpiece in anything, uh can be an artist in anything. Cooking, blah 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 blah, and then he's like Creasy's art is death, and he's about to paint his fucking masterpiece. He was also good in Platoon. I
1: haven't seen Platoon.
2: He was great in Joe Dirt. I should have won an Emmy.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I can't think of any more Willem Dafoe movies. and <laughs> Dafoe was in Platoon, not Chris Roland. No Way Home.
1: <laughs> was you playing a joke on me? <laughs> yes. Yeah.
3: No Way
0: Home. No
2: offense. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. We're going to do... We're going to do... uh, i got to bring it up. I was just looking up (laughs) Willem Dafoe movies to make that
3: joke. (laughs) Okay. This is according to Backstage.com. Is this the third listicle?
1: Backstage. Backstage. Moviepoopshooter.com. I love
0: it backstage.
2: 14 14 famous movie monologues. We want to agree, disagree. Alright. I got 10 bucks. It says Tears in the Rain from Blade Runner is on there. Tears in the Rain from... Any other takers on anything? I I bet Mm. "Tears in the Rain" from Blade Runner, and the it is a good monologue. It's from uh, Goodwill Hunting. Oh yes, the you're just you don't where Robin Williams is on the bench, and he's like, you could probably quote me Shakespeare once more onto the breach, my friends, but you don't know what it's like holding your friend. That's a
3: chorus to a clip song. Once more onto the breach.
2: Never heard
0: of Clutch. Nope. Mm. It's a uh, hamster band. Any yeah. other? You want? To... Um, I'll bet that Dead Poet Society is on there. Dead Poets. Uh, mm. twa- or, what Good, Will say? Good, Good Will Hunting.
2: Good Will Hunting and Tears in the
0: Rain. Okay.
1: One of the Joker Speeches from uh, uh, The Dark Knight is going to be in there.
2: Okay. All right.
3: So according to Backstage.com, 14 famous movie monologues. 14? We've got. Brad Pitt as Jeffrey Gones in Twelve Monkeys.
0: Never seen. Never it. seen it.
3: No offense, Coach. Uh <laughs> This one I know you guys have seen, and Th- this will be
0: the third time you've said <laughs> that. You know I've seen it, and I haven't seen the other two. I'll be shocked if you haven't seen this.
3: Jack <laughs> Nich- Jack Nicholson as Colonel Nathan R Jessup in A Few Good Men.
0: Oh, oh yeah. yeah, there's a lot of great yep. monologues. Tyler, let's what?
3: Let's
2: hear it. I know you know. What, what- which part am I saying?
3: Take a guess which part is the famous one.
0: I want the truth?
2: No, I wanted to do the You're goddamn right I did.
0: Yeah, I hope that hurt. <laughs> Apologies, headphone users. Is that is that a good
3: good monologue? Oh, that, that one's hurts. that
0: one's so fantastic. It's That's... It sort
1: kind of kinda puts perspective on things.
2: I I got sick of that monologue because Jared used to quote it all the time. Our brother was in the Marines and he would he would do the uh, I, anyone who questions the nature that I provide it that
0: I'm the first man on the wall. Or yeah, the
2: man on the wall the, the
3: that
0: sleeps know. under the very blanket of freedom. You need me on that wall. You want me on that
3: wall. This is the mo. If you ever want to feel shitty about yourself and you just want to not I, like, I don't need not a like wall yourself. To. Number uh, doesn't have a number. Uh, Ellen Bernstein as Sarah Goldfarb in Requiem Requiem for a Dream. There's the most only, depressing movie there,
2: there's only one part of that movie that I watch and you know what that yeah, is yeah me too The movies no, <laughs> no, no it's, it's, oh, just, it's just, no, <laughs> not on the podcast
0: uh, uh, we'll, we'll tell you after alright it's exactly two hours no
3: uh, anyway she's I, talking I to about, watch
0: that movie and I haven't seen it yet I keep waiting for being an emotionally stable place so I can watch it you'll uh, never no, you'll never be emotionally no, yeah, stable and no
3: e- even God doesn't watch the movie it's depressing mm-hmm. uh Anyway, she's talking about wanting to be famous, no, have
0: red, have a red dress. <laughs>
3: no All right. What? Speaking of Christopher Walken, Christopher Walken as Captain Coons in Pulp Fiction.
0: Oh, you're talking about the watch. That is a good one. Yeah. Pat, please
3: explain cheese. to uh, Cody. No yeah. offense. Okay.
1: I've seen Pulp Fiction. I haven't seen it in a while, though, so I'll need a refresher. Okay.
0: Uh, Cody, it's all right. You don't need a fake here. Oh. But uh, Christopher Walken's talking about how this watch came from his dad in a POW camp and, it, like, came up through his ass and, and, like, smuggled it out of there. But it's all, like, this this metaphor about, like, persistence and, like, the importance of, like, continued trial and stuff. It's, such a, it's a great one.
3: Mm. For five long years, he wore it up his ass.
0: You know? What the fuck? That was horrible. You know, I really, really like Pulp Fiction, but there are some awkward fucking moments in that movie. Holy shit.
1: My favorite is when they hit the bump. <clears throat> and it's like, oh crap, he was playing around, but the guy's dead now.
0: Yeah. Like, that, uh, like, I watched it with my dad, and I, like, the movie was great, but I'm like, did we really need to talk about, about Bruce Willis getting a blowjob for five minutes?
2: That's all
0: it was? Like, five minutes? It it felt longer the, than
2: that. The blow job was five minutes or they talked
0: about they it. They talked right?
2: about it for five oh, minutes. Oh, okay. Do
0: you want me to give you oral pleasure?
2: That sounded just like whoever said it. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen the movie, but that sounded just like it. Chris took, <laughs> took me right there.
3: Okay, yeah. so so far, do we agree with do yes. we agree with Few Good Men being on the list? Yeah. Yes, oh yeah. That, okay. I
2: couldn't tell you the recommended for a drink. What
3: about the Pulp Fiction yeah. watching the ass? Never seen it. Okay. Uh, next one. Anthony Hopkins is Dr. Electron House of the Lambs.
1: Ooh, that sticks with me. Which? Is the
3: fava bean one? No, it's, uh, you know what you look like with your good bag and your cheap shoes. You you look like a rube. A raw,
0: scrubbed, hustling rube. Yeah, that's how we like it. Flat, no affliction, good no new, emotion.
3: Good new cho- Good <laughs> Good, good nutrition has. I'm not an actor. Good nutrition has given you some length. Of with bone. that attitude. I think it's the one where it's the one, <coughs> one where he's in the the plexiglass. Yeah, plexiglass. there's two of those. Of <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I, I love that This for everyone. John Cena. Right? Yeah, is that the one where he ends it with like, "Do you still hear the the lambs crying, Clarice"? Yes, that, yes, that, one? that one.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that why the lambs are silent?
0: Yeah, because they're no, murdering the lambs.
2: Murdering lambs to harm. Never seen it.
0: Oh. Me neither. Really? Yeah, that's all my to watch. List, but I've never no, seen I've that. I've seen it, but I, no offense,
2: that, No, that I've that monologue doesn't. That monologue doesn't really stand out. Doesn't doesn't really, stand I mean, out. clearly, since I asked you which one well, it was, it's
3: the fava bean one, isn't it? Mm, that's the same. No. speech. No,
2: I, don't I don't think really so. Think I think that's. I think it's later. Oh, okay. that's like the first one, like the ending to like the first time he sees her.
3: Okay. Well, speaking of. Sonnets of the Lambs. Mike Myers is Doctor Evil and Austin Powers International Man of Mystery. The uh my mother was a fifteen year old French prostitute named Chloe with webbed feet. feet. Uh that
0: would I don't know why that's on there. That's
3: you, Seriously you don't like the monologue where Doctor Evil's telling
2: his backstory?
0: I mean, it's fine, but it's not it's... amongst the fourteen best monologues in all of cinema. T-
2: to me, I mean it's it's more funny. To me it's it's more fun It seems poking. like it's
1: on there for their joke pick.
2: It's more poking fun at villains who monologue. But, but the way
3: he del- he del- he's saying the most absurd shit, but he delivers it so earnest, P world that is
1: amazing.
2: <laughs> Moving on, right. I don't want to talk to you. So anymore. that one does
3: not
1: deserve. I movie. don't think so. No. That's their joke pick. Okay.
3: Has anyone seen any Charlie Chaplin movies? If not, I'm skipping over. It's driving. Charlie
2: Chaplin, The Great Dictator, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. yeah that, seen,
3: that's I've the only one that he talks one. in, isn't it? I think I've so. I've seen yeah. that scene,
1: what they're talking about, and it goes on for like 10-something minutes. Yeah. It's
2: powerful. I mean, it's yeah. It's a, real powerful. It's a really good monologue. This one we've
3: also talked about, uh, Hegel Weaving as V in V for Vendetta.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great one. Is it the Is it the one that we were talking about, that specific one? Or is it a different one?
3: Or is this list just says no? Movies? Yeah, it's the one where he's telling about. Uh, wait a minute.
0: Because he also has a really great one where, at the very opening, when he introduces the that's character, the where the, everything where he starts he, with the V. This yeah. is the one.
3: That's the one we're talking about. Actually, the, that one's was, this humble vaudevillian veteran's alter. Yeah, that's what the
2: one we're talking about. Yeah. Not, not even gonna try. He's gonna no. get out four V words and then give it up. Uh, I'll, I'll give it a
3: shot. Let
1: me see the. No, um, how, that, how
3: that's, many takes did that take? That's all. That's all that was on. There. Oh, that's all, that's all. Look it up. Okay. Right, five. Okay. Uh, so Tyler, <laughs> Cody, <laughs> Cody, thank you. Cody, you owe you owe Tyler five bucks because the next one is Hower is Roy Batty and Blade Runner?
2: That is a good one, for the simple fact that it to me it makes you root for the villain, because the the whole point is that he doesn't want to die and I mean the he he knows that he's lost and when I watch that movie I'm just I'm so far in my head I'm just like okay you know Deckard's the good guy bad you, is the bad how guy how do you
3: see the movie because your head's up your ass okay sorry that was me that was a joke nope I ain't talking no more
2: no 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 no
3: nope. nope. I ain't talking no more go ahead nope. Nope. Okay, uh, so Tyler, give Cody the five bucks back because Vigo Mortensen in The Lord of the Rings Return of the King... He didn't say that one was going to be on there. But he said it was one of his favorites. That doesn't matter. So we agree with Blade Runner being on there, right? Yes. I think it should be. Okay. Do we agree oh, with... Oh, I'm sorry. Let
2: me pull my head out of my ass. Yes, we
3: do. Return of the King speech should be on there. Yes. Okay. All right. Daniel's still here. He's just busy. Uh, I don't remember this one. Tyler... You've seen, because you are I'm pretty sure you were a fan, because you had the soundtracks. Kira Knightley, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, had apparently a good model.
2: Yeah, it's when they are going to attack uh, Cutler Beckett's ship, and she's trying to get all the pirates into it about how the, you know, they don't need anything supernatural. They just need, you know, the sweat off their backs and hard work and everything like that. I mean, it's a. It's a good one. It's not one that first comes to mind. but
1: I, Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like best in the world. Is it the best in the series? Best think? in
2: the series? Yeah. No, but I also prefer Jack Sparrow's monologue in the, the first one when they're on the island. Where's the rum? That one? No. Oh. It's when he's talking about... You know, she's talking about how once he gets the pearl back, he'll be the most dangerous pirate. And he's like it's not about that it's being able to go wherever I want to go it's, it's freedom so I wouldn't say I would say that's not the best one in the entire series but it's that one has the Keira Knightley one has more of a rousing monologue because there's all these a people a rousing monologue because there's all these people around her and she jumps up and you know she's holding on to the rope and she's delivering it like a, like a speech
1: did you ever see, like, did you ever see any of the deleted scenes for the first Pirates of Caribbean movie? There's um, one maybe. in there that I wish they would have left in. It's where, it's the around the same time when they're both locked on the island. And it's, he's sort of explaining to her, not like explaining to her, but like, she's sort of romanticized the ideal of like pirate uh, adventuring and stuff. And he's all like... And then showing like all off all of his scars like that's where I got ran through with a sword. Barry survived that one, like all the other stuff, uh, his brand and all that stuff. Like like it isn't all fun and games. This uh, isn't like.
2: It sounds interesting. <clears throat> so does not need to be on the list. Good speech, but du- good worthy, good worthy speech, enough. but I wouldn't say it would be. All right,
3: Cody. Give the $5 that you gave to Tyler. Tyler gave back to you. Give it to Daniel. Because the next one is Robin Williams' Dead Poet Society. Yeah. Never so you'll have to let me know. I, I've never seen it. So what? what? Oh, neither have I. I just You've know never seen Dead a... Poet
2: Society? No it offense. Like as no of... offense, Adam. I as, haven't seen it. As hipster as you are. Is it
3: the one where it's like Captain My Captain? Or... Oh,
2: Captain My mm-hmm. Captain. Yeah, they talk about that. What's Oh, Captain? It's from a poem that he reads... Uh, earlier in the thing. So basically it's like a preppy boys boarding school, I believe it's like in the fifties or something. And then you've got uh future Wilson from House. He doesn't want to be a doctor. He wants to be an actor and uh his dad played by Ironi- Red Foreman.
3: Ironically he's an actor who plays a doctor.
2: Yeah. yeah he he ends up Killing himself, and so they dismiss Robin Williams because he was, he wasn't, he was the movie teacher that was like, "Throw away your books. We're gonna learn from life and all that stuff." And they think he's the one that caused him to commit suicide. No, they just use that as an excuse because because Robin Williams' character was like, "Go follow your dreams. Don't listen to what your parents want you to do." Okay. And so at the very end, as he's leaving you know the the staunchy educator comes in and is like turn to this page and they're like well we don't have the page we ripped it out on our first day and so then they they stand up and they give him the oh captain my captain speech
0: okay that's uh, a famous poem by Walt Whitman uh, which I have here if you are interested
3: how, how long is it?
0: I could do like the, just the first stanza okay Okay.
3: wait what's the difference <laughs> between a stanza and a soliloquy? a uh, stanza uh, was in Seinfeld <laughs> <All right. clears throat>
0: tony danza ah. oh captain my captain our fearful trip is done the speech has weathered every rack the prize we sought is won the port is near the bells i hear the people all exulting will while follow eyes the steady keel the vessel grim and daring but oh heart 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 oh the bleeding drops of red where on the deck my captain lies fallen cold and dead the first stanza there's like two more
3: so it's about a captain dying robin williams being a teacher who's leaving so that's why it's oh captain that's why they keep saying it yeah so needs to be
0: on the list i yes. think so absolutely
3: okay the next one i'm just gonna say this Who, who's got the five dollars now
0: i have the five dollars oh, okay next
3: one no one asked for me. uh i'll just give you uh one line from it see if you guys can guess what movie it is. English motherfucker, you, do you speak it? Oh, that's Pulp Fiction. Yep.
2: never seen it. What? it's Really? There's two, no offense, Cody. There's two on there from Pulp mm. Fiction. Do not look at it, man. I'm not looking at it. I don't even know what website you're on. Pulp uh, Fiction
0: is such a fantastic movie that Adam hates. I do hate it.
2: I'm i yeah. I've honest. The only Quentin Tarantino film I have seen is Inglourious
0: Bastards. Really? Really. He's one of my favorite directors. He's, I really like him. You would. Does it need to be on there? I think so. Okay. Well,
1: it should probably it not actually,
0: um, because it's good and it's powerful, but it's not any more important. It, like, it doesn't generate any more importance. It's just rememberable. okay? Right? Um, because it's like the what? Say what again? And like that, it's it's it, it tells you a lot about Samuel Jackson's character. But it's not particularly impactful or meaningful. So, memorable, yes. Great scene, fantastic. 14 best monologue in history? Probably not. Okay. Daniel, give your $5 back that Cody
3: gave to Tyler. Tyler gave to Cody that Cody gave to you. And give it back to Cody because Heath Ledger as a a, a Joker in the Dark Knight. Give him the fucking (laughs) (laughs) $5! Heath Ledger as the Joker in Dark Knight. Which one?
0: Um, is it the dog chasing cars one?
3: No, but that's a really chasing. good one. No, they've yeah. got they've got the one that everyone talks about with where he's got Maggie Gyllenhaal in that party with the knife to the face. He's like,
1: mm. he's like, why so serious? I that's like the one
2: they went with. That's the one. I figured they would have gone with the. This is what happens when an immovable object meets an unstoppable force. That's the one you like. I would. I prefer that one over the. The Maggie Gyllenhaal
0: one. Okay. Because he's like, we're destined to do this forever. Okay. No, my favorite one is definitely the, uh, I'm just a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do to actually get one. You know, I I got all of this money, but you know what I like is gasoline, and gasoline's cheap, or whatever that line is. Gasoline Make, and bullets are cheap. Maybe then. <laughs> right. So, is
3: that
0: your, so which
3: one's your favorite?
1: My favorite is one where he's meets all the, the all the gang heads uh, meet up for the first time. Like, what do we do about the Batman? And he just shows up like, I can be your solution for the Batman that scene. Like, because this problem isn't going to go away. He's going to find him. And he's going to make him squeal.
2: Wait, is it the one where he has Maggie Gyllenhaal at the party? Or is yeah. it the one where he's being interrogated by Batman? No, it's the one where he's got Maggie Gyllenhaal at the party. Yeah, because I would have said even the interrogation scene... Where he's talking to Batman, where he's like, I really thought you were dead the way you threw yourself after. Her. You no. have
1: nothing.
2: Where he's like, don't don't start with... You never start with the head. The victim always gets fuzzy and they can't feel anything. See, I'm with uh, Cody. Though. No offense, Cody, but I'm with you. Uh,
1: why is it an offense when uh, you're agreeing with me?
3: You know why. Don't, don't pretty, play. Pretty much, from, pretty much from the part where Spawn says... Uh, this wasn't a cheap suit or whatever and he goes well you should know you, you bought it. it and then every line after that I, I'm I'm hooked. And when you know talking to what's this fuck where he's like I the squealer I know a squealer mm-hmm. when I see yeah. it. Yeah and mm-hmm. then that
1: man doesn't good. have jurisdictions. You might so, him
0: yeah. So yeah just like him. Such a great movie, and so like so many fantastic lines. Like I think we have basically quoted every line that Heath Ledger says in that movie. The Dark why... Knight, five stars. I wonder
3: why and... he hasn't come back and redone the character. Don't.
2: That's uh, wrong. Before oh. we, ouch. Before, ouch. In the happen. soul, too soon.
3: Before, <laughs> I'm talking about Christian Bale, motherfuckers.
1: We know why Christian and Bale isn't come back. He's, in he's too intense. Oh, before
0: uh... fucking amateur. <laughs> Oh, good for you. Okay, uh, that was pretty
3: good. That wasn't bad. That was
1: pretty good.
0: <laughs> Do your fucking job. Uh,
3: before we wrap it up and we listen, because I want... You got it? Yeah, then, I got it. I want Daniel to attempt the V for Vendetta speech. Is there any more things? I actually enjoyed this pod. It was, I was going into it. I thought it was going to be difficult. Of course, it was 3 a.m. when I was supposed to be working. But going into it, I was having a hard time writing, but I enjoyed it. Anything else? We want, to, we want to mention about speeches, or speeches, monologues?
1: Well, first of all, I think i just like to say, like, I enjoy doing this podcast, y'all. It's given me a lot of introspective and other looks at my life through movies and whatnot of other people's points and views. And, like, I think without it, I would be a much different person. Have you ever felt that way? That you'd be a different person without something else in your life?
3: I'm going to cut your mic. <laughs>
1: Uh, I thought we this was the part where we all get our own monologue, the oh, monologue no, from no lost. offense by the way I'm gonna cut you
2: <laughs> the the final monologue from lost Jack and Christian in the church. Oh, okay all right. mm.
0: that's a good one. Um, I'm gonna say the uh, uh, from Spartacus uh blood and sand the 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 monologue that leads into the titular were just blood and or we're just sand and darkness or something like that. That monologue where he... the uh, Is it the Dominus? I think it's the Dominus is talking to Spartacus and trying to convince him to participate in the games. That one sticks in my head, too.
3: Do they ever do the,
0: no, I'm Spartacus in that? They don't. Yeah. No? How far did you get in Supernatural? The Leviathan season. The Leviathan uh, or no, season. shortly after the Leviathan season, because uh, it was after Cass took him in, and... It was after Cass's villain arc.
2: Okay, that's so, where I got. So you you hate Supernatural because you're a jackass. Have you ever seen Supernatural?
1: I've seen a few episodes. It just it seems so daunting to start it since there's like 83 seasons. Uh, you're not wrong. So so you find out that
2: spoilers that Chuck from season four and five mm-hmm. is really God. I remember that. And yeah. uh, so what? what?
1: they meet god yes yeah god god
2: ends up being like the final villain wow. so so the then there's after, after the leviathan you meet metatron who tries to become is the leviathan god. an animal no they're like a giant parasite that and they're Like, shape-shift. Yeah. Oh, like, Like, more than one? Yeah. yeah, They they got, got, like, a hive mind? Yeah, they're like demons. It's the first things that God created, and then God locked them away, because he was afraid they were going to kill all humans, which they do. Was it God that
0: made him, or was it Lilith? I thought it was Lilith that made them.
2: No, it was was God, Mm -hmm. because Death gives a speech about how... Because Death's like, I like the Leviathan, because they gave him more things to do. But, um... So there so Metatron, you know, is this angel and he ends up losing his his grace and then the season is the the ultimate darkness is closing in and God's like resigned. He's like whatever, the world's going to end. I don't I don't care. There's nothing I can do. And he brings Metatron and he's writing his autobiography. And it's it's a scene cuz it's 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 got this absentee father figure And then in the background, you've got Sam and Dean trying to survive. And uh, God goes off on this rant about how, you know, humans are the worst. I gave them paradise. They've destroyed everything. You know, this is what they get. This is what they deserve. And Metatron, who was the villain like two seasons ago, this character that you hated, uh, is like, you know, this is why humanity is your greatest creation. Because, you know, yeah, they they pollute and they destroy and they ruin things. But they also, you know, sing and dance and create. And, you know, he's like face-to-face with this this being that's created everything. That he was just talking about how, you know, he prayed for him when he abandoned everyone to come back. And he's like, you know, but... And like he... He like gets up on the table, like right in his face, and he's like, "But they're better than you because they don't give up." Hmm. And it's just this this powerful scene because you're like, he is. It's it's a being that, with literally a snap of his fingers, can unmake him from existence. And it's it's this cowardly character that's that's hidden behind tricks since you've known him on how to get away with things. And he's like, right in his face, and he's like. But they're better than you, and just no. He just he just sits back down. I am
1: that. What he just said. I'm a human, and it
0: was just it was just a really powerful monologue. That absolutely sounds like a powerful monologue. That sounds that sounds like the exact kind of villain monologue that you want in a show that's really built around a lot of ideas Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of interesting ideas too. That sounds. Uh, because Eric Kripke is the writer, right? And the uh, director? He was he created the show. He left after season
2: five. This okay. was like season eleven. But the the writer of this episode, uh, he wrote some like really really interesting episodes. Like he wrote an episode called Baby, which like the camera literally never leaves the Impala. Mm. The entire episode. So like Oh, I've seen that so, one. So like you'll see like sam and dean fighting a monster and like a a vampire like head like lands on the windshield like that's all you see like everything so everything is like done through dialogue and like that
3: yeah monologue sounds great too bad it was in a shitty show okay uh well i'm gonna return what i just bought for the podcast (sighs) daniel if you want to do your closing real quick sure all right, and then, then at the end of the V thing, do your, your catchphrase.
0: Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right, so you've been listening to Damage Control Podcasting. Check us out on YouTube and SoundCloud. New episodes up every Monday, Ooh. hopefully. Uh, That new listener lady. Oh, yeah, we need to call out uh, Ashley Moore. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, we hope that you enjoy the podcast and wish to continue to subscribe. We hope that you're real. And we don't we,
1: want... Uh, she is real. She uh is. uh uh, she's actually somebody I interested in the
3: podcast too. And I don't want any more subscribers because we have
0: sixty nine subscribers. Oh yeah. yeah. But if you do want to break Adam's heart and subscribe, uh make sure you subscribe, Can comment, you say and say hi if we don't plus. we don't see you and we'll call you out on the podcast episode. I subscribe to the podcast, no one ever called me out. Thank you, Tyler, for listening. Thank you. You know what? I feel very supported. Good. No offense, Cody. Make sure you check us out on social media. Um, We've got us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Damage Control Podcasting. Uh, Find us, hopefully soon, anywhere podcasts can be found. There's a poll up on Instagram, I believe. Yeah, there there certainly is. So make sure you check out our Instagram poll and vote yes or no.
3: And if you like to shave, Harry Razors, uh, we check out our, what's that called?
0: Would um, you like to shave uh, hairy razors? <laughs> yeah. Are the razors can, hairy? Can, can you believe that we haven't been sponsored yet? Uh, yeah. Reach out to us. Come on. <laughs> All right, here we go.
3: One take. I don't want... Don't don't fumble.
0: Oh, uh-huh, one take. We're going to do it live. Yes. Here we go. <clears throat> The only verdict is vengeance, a vendetta held as votive, not in vain, for the value and the veracity of such shall one day vindicate the vigilant and the virtuous. Adam. That's it? Push the button. Oh, okay.
3: Vagina.